I've got plenty to be thankful for. I haven't got a great big yacht to sail from shore to shore. Still, I've got plenty to be thankful for. Hello, and welcome to the Bad Clan Fantasy Football Podcast, Thanksgiving edition. Um, thank you for that intro, Tyler. It's always a wonderful surprise with what you come up with for the week. How are we doing, guys? Uh, Rob's here as well. I almost forgot about you because you're not that important. Wow, thanks. That's uh, terrific on this fine day I'm having. Thank you. Tyler? Oh, I'm doing terrible as always. Oh. Fantastic, guys. Um, so, yeah, so we got Thanksgiving tomorrow, which means we got a, a bevy of games. Um, I do believe the late night game, the Ravens game that was Thanksgiving night, has been postponed till Sunday. Yeah, uh, I, have a, so- I have a personal recommendation. They should, uh, they should put the Ravens-Steelers game on Sunday night and move the Bears game to Cartoon Network on Saturday morning. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we also have a doubleheader Saturday as well. I don't recall the teams that are in that, but I'm for sure we'll get to them in the matchups. Um, as far as injury news this week, I'm going to run down a quick list that I'm looking at right here. Um, Hayden Hurst, non-participant today. Uh, Calvin Ridley, limited, as well as Julio Jones. Mark Andrews, limited. Zach Pascal, didn't participate. Uh, there's a bevy of receivers here. We got Nikhil Harry. Nobody's really cares what he's doing though um McCaffrey returns to practice today uh limited he was wearing a red jersey today John Brown did not practice today yeah McCaffrey's not expected to play this week they have a bye next week so why rush him back Uh, Teddy Bridge full full practice back today so the uh, PJ Walker experiment is unfortunately over um David Montgomery cleared the concussion protocol so he's expected to play um Galladay is out already, or expected to be out, I should say. Um, Austin Eckler participated limitedly today. That's exciting news. So he should return. They're hopeful he'll return in the next few weeks, and so we might get some fantasy value out of him yet. Uh, this is actually surprising. I'm seeing Philip Rivers not taking part today. Toe, he said he should be good to go, though. Uh, yeah, Randall Cobb and Kenny Stills both ruled out for this weekend. So I guess I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and rattle off the entire injury report, but I hit, you know, a couple major ones. So you guys, what do you guys got to add? No, I mean, the, the big one of the week was that game being postponed. Um, the uh, It actually does have some fantasy implications as far as uh, who on the Ravens was. I know J.K. Dobbins tested positive uh, among a few others. So, you know, depending on how long it takes for them to retest negative, you know, you could be out without them for maybe more than just this week. Yeah, I think that's it. I don't think there's a whole lot else. I mean, that game being postponed is a little strange, but I don't think it affects a lot because, like you said, it's it's moving to Sunday. So, yep. All right, so let's see. Any other notes or news that you guys want to add other than injuries outside of the game move getting moved to Sunday before we move into our own leagues uh, free agency moves this week, as well as the data monkeys stats of the week. 
No, that's really the biggest thing. I mean, um, COVID and injuries have been the big news of this week. So, all right. So we only had four pickups this week. My screen just did a weird flash. Um, big one, $20 uh, from the fantasy reapers to add Joe Mixon, who I dropped, uh, I forget when I did that early in the week. No, late last week. No, it was like Saturday. Yeah, it was, I think, it was, I think you drunk rage dropped him. Well, I was, I'm, I was so over him. Cause Oh God, yeah. Damn. It was when you were here Saturday, Blake. Yeah. That's how it was what it was. Mm-hmm. Screw that guy. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Obviously since there were no other bids on Mixon, that was a huge overpayment. Um, but basically what my thought process was there is uh, Joe Mixon is eligible to come back off of IR in week 14 and they play Dallas in week 14, who we all know their woes on defense. Um, So, and I'm not even, I don't even have a chance to get a buy in our league. So week 14 is going to be important for, for me. So I'm like, you know what? There's nobody with that kind of talent that's going to be available on the waiver wire the rest of the way. Might as well spend some money now. And my reasoning behind 20 was because uh, Rob, I think I had four people ahead of me that I had no chance of getting him if they wanted to outbid me. And then Rob was the next one behind me and he had $20 and I had the tiebreaker. So I wanted to guarantee that I got him uh, outside of the, what, five people behind me in the queue. And my only my only reason for dropping is because I needed the roster space because I have a mess of other injuries happening and I needed running back help now and Joe Mixon was not going to offer me help until week fourteen at minimum so I was just cutting the chaff at that in that situation. Right. Next up, we got uh, the Packers D added for three bucks for uh, to the Whitefish. Uh, yeah. I added a one dollar Derek Carr and dropped PJ Walker and then Monty added Mike Bag Bagdeli Geely for zero dollars <laughs> who who who's that i don't know i've never been able to figure out his name right so i just kind of muddled Badgley, my way through it bag in the league bag it bag in the league no i mean uh i assume car is a one-week pickup for you just uh bridged back to drew Brees, uh and he has atlanta this week i'm sure we're going right. to talk about him because i'm sure you're starting him and that's a good matchup mediocre quarterback versus bad defense equals good things yeah, a good pickup by Blake. I actually toyed with the pickup if I had a, a roster spot only because I didn't like what was happening with the um, Ravens game. I uh, was a little concerned about that. And uh, Tom Brady's been on and off and on and off, though. If you go by his streak, he should be on this week. Uh, so I was toying with it because Atlanta's such a good matchup. So good kudos to you. Alrighty. Um, so Tyler... Why don't you take us through our stats from last week? Uh, pretty easy to take us through. Everyone went three and two. So uh, outside of that, nothing to report. Solid. Outstanding. Um, so let's move into matchups here. I really rogered this one. Okay. There we go. Um, first up, we're going to have the three and eight fighting hedgehogs versus the seven and four scary Terry. Uh, hedgehogs are going are favored by a whole whopping less than two points. 
they're going to have Deshaun Watson at Detroit versus Justin Herbert at Buffalo. Wow. Um, I mean, both these quarterbacks are, are hot. Um, Watson's been do- playing very well ever since um, they got rid of their coach. And Herbert has been like the big rookie surprise this year. Um, I mean, if you look at the defenses, Buffalo's a little bit better. Um, but both teams are on the road. You know what? Detroit usually plays well on Thanksgiving for whatever reason. But I, I'm going to give the edge to Watson here just by hair. Yeah, you said a lot of what I was going to say. Um, I'm going to give the edge to Herbert purely because I think there are going to be more points put up in that game. Um, and I think there's a higher percent chance that Herbert's going to be throwing the entire fourth quarter uh, again. So that's why I'm going to go Herbert. And yeah, just a reminder to everybody, game started at 1130 tomorrow a.m. So yeah. get your rosters in. Yeah. All righty, next up for running backs, the Hedgehogs are going to have Chris Carson. Um, is he confirmed coming back? I haven't, we didn't cover that one in the injuries. Uh, he's expected to return. Yes. Alrighty. So he's at Philly, um, on the Monday night game. And then we also got Kalen Balazs at Buffalo on Sunday versus Ronald Jones against Kansas city and Josh Jacobs at Atlanta, both Sunday games. Wow. Well, Jacobs just lost an offensive lineman, right? Did he lose incognito? Is that who it was? Um, I'm not sure. Shoot. That's going to bother me, but, um, I, I would say I downgraded Jacobs the rest of the way, um, because of that injury. And I'm going to feel really dumb if it's somebody else, uh, wasn't (laughs) Jacobs after this, um, Rojo. I mean, Fournette's still the pass catching guy and you're playing Kansas city. It, I just, it's not a good game script for, Rojo, but Hedgehogs is playing Kalen fucking Balage. I mean, it's the last week that you'll get to camp out in the Bellagio. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> um, I'm probably gonna go Rojo and Jacobs, but it would not surprise me very much if this flipped. Uh, at the end of the week, or if this was flipped, I should say. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you. Um, Bellagio, I mean, even though it's the Bellagio, he has been consistently getting you low teens, which is acceptable. And I don't I don't think that Rojo gets much more than that. Um, as you talked about, I think there's a lot of throwing in that Kansas City game, and that, that favors Fournette a little bit. I think J- Jacobs, even if he loses an offensive lineman, would be okay against Atlanta, though they've been actually – good against the run just right. terrible against the pass um the big pivot here is chris carson how's he going to be after being out for what 80 weeks here um okay four let's say um are they you know the rest of the backs are kind of healthy you know carlos hyde is there um they found a little something in dj or dj dallas is that his name i guess um and homer simpson um so th- this this doesn't have the hallmark for me of a Chris Carson, you know, just huge game for, for him. So I got to give it to Rojo and Jacobs too. All righty. Uh, Tyler, you look like you were going to 
come in with something yeah. there. So I yeah. no, sorry. Uh, I have Iowa minus twenty seven, and they just scored to go up for or minus twenty eight, and they just scored to go from twenty eight to thirty. So as long as these motherfuckers don't shoot, I win my bet. All right. Well, see, <laughs> nice. I thought there that it was relevant to the to the podcast, and that you had found don't out you that Incognito it. was the one that was out. So. And I'm going to take that celebration. It's not podcast related either. We're going to go right into receivers. Hedgehogs, Tyreek Hill at Tampa Bay and Will Fuller at Detroit versus Curtis Samuel at Minnesota and Tyler Boyd against the Giants. Wow. Um, so I really like Will Fuller against Detroit because Detroit, their defense is nothing. Um, Tampa Bay gave up a ton of passing yards uh, to the Rams. They had two receivers over 100 yards. So Hill could just feast in this game. Um, so give me the – and Boyd just lost his quarterback, Hill and Fuller. Yeah, I I have to go Hill and Fuller. However, Minnesota is really bad at pass defense, and Curtis Samuels had eight targets the last two games. Yeah. And uh, Boyd did just lose his quarterback. However – they came out and the Bengals are not going to start Ryan Finley. They're going to start um, shoot yeah, back what, from Denver. Yeah. Uh, you remember his name? No, I just know he had in his stint he had three touchdowns, two picks in the game. Yeah, he played. but in his stint he actually kept Sutton and uh, Fant afloat last year. Yeah. Um, for fantasy purposes, so I am not, I'm not writing Boyd and Higgins off for dead like I was when it was the Ryan Finley show. Um, but yeah, I, it's Tyreek and Fuller, but this is, I think closer than the names would, uh, would make Suggest. it. Seem. Uh, Brandon Allen is the yep, that, quarterback that guy. going Thank in you. this week. <clears throat> Tight end for the Hedgehogs is going to be Dallas Goddard against Seattle versus Travis Kelsey at Tampa Bay for Scary Terry. Goddard looked good last week. I mean, he's had six targets each of the last two games. He's doing yeah. Goddard things. Uh, that being said, it's Kelsey by a large margin because it's Kelsey. Uh, 100% agree. If it was Goddard from earlier in the year where they were missing so many pass catchers in that offense i would make it closer but yep it's kelsey Alrighty, flex positions here the hedgehogs have chase claypool against baltimore uh versus cooper cup against san francisco i mean the last time uh claypool played baltimore he got 15 points and the last time that Cup played San Francisco, he got four. However, uh, San Francisco has changed immensely since that time. Um, and, and the Rams, the Rams kinda... seem to have changed their offensive philosophy in the last three weeks. Yeah, um, that, that's what I was just going to say is the Rams have changed the way they're throwing the ball. Um, I have to give this to Cup just because of usage. I am going to go Claypool. Okay. Um, I completely agree uh, that uh, with Cup getting the usage, uh, last three games, 20 targets, seven targets, 13 targets. That's a lot. For those of you at home, that's 40 targets in three games. Um, however, honestly, Cup's baseline, um, 
like you said, he's had a couple of games under 10 this year, but he's going to be right around 10 points if he hits his baseline and right around 30 if he hits his upside. I think Claypool's baseline is actually higher right now in being in the mid-teens. And his upside is multiple touchdowns. Um, you know, we we haven't seen the big boom game from last year out of Cooper Cup yet. That's part of the reason I'm saying this. But, man, I again, Claypool could score twice. And one could be a rushing touchdown. And one could be a, you know, 30 or 40 yarder. Right. So I get it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I get it. I'm just going with cup because he's done it longer, but yeah, I see exactly where you're coming from. Well, in the, uh, in the current, um, in the current climate of today, since we slightly disagree, I think you're an idiot and you shouldn't be allowed to say anything. Well, um, yes, the classic be, um, hate everybody drawn like, up in the in the town opinion. square and hung by your toenails right, for right. at least a day. So the the current yeah, climate of if somebody is mildly different than you, they should right. be alienated. Yes, yes. Don't we all love people? Speaking oh, of yeah, people, should... here's a here's a group of people that the Hedgehogs are playing. It's the Ravens defense at Pittsburgh. <laughs> And the people that those people are going to be hating are the Panthers at Minnesota for Scary Terry. Uh, I mean, what? I, I, I think guess both you of these go, teams are going to get torched. Yeah, you got to go Ravens by a little bit, I guess. Because Ben will throw a pick or two here and there. I mean, I guess so will Minnesota, but the Panthers don't have anything on defense. The Ravens have been bad three out of the last four weeks, though. They really defense. have. I guess Minnesota's been gross. Or Panthers have been kickers. bad all year. We have been grouping defense and kickers. So I'm going to give it to Panthers uh, Carlson because Carlson's at Atlanta. He's inside. He's And they'll kick field goals. Gotzkowski fucking misses every other field goal he kicks. Though he's inside, too, at the Colts. Ooh. That's good. Ooh, piece of candy. Carlson. Ooh, be scandy. Uh, I don't care enough about this matchup to All right. uh, pick it. I think that both of these teams should get negative points for who they're playing. Love it. And I don't really care either because I want to get rid of kickers. So right. moving let's on. Let's go, Tyler. What can the Hedgehogs do with their bench? I mean, it's surprising that you're benching Mark Andrews, especially when uh, he's really starting to. Uh, it seems like he's starting to heat up. Um, but I get it with, with Goddard there. Um, and I don't think you're benching, you know, I, you should only play one tight end when you have Fuller Hill and Claypool. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I mean, if, if you're going into Sunday morning, obviously since we have uh, a couple of Thursday games, if you're going into Sunday morning and you think you need points, I don't hate rugs against Atlanta. Yeah. All right, I, Rob. I would what? be fine seeing that flip happen. Uh rugs in for either Claypool or well, I guess Fuller's on Thursday. So for Claypool, if he had yeah, to. I, I could see that. All right, Rob. What about Scary Terry? All right. Uh, here's the only thing you would think about changing. I like his lineup as is. Let's say that you were Tyler's not worried about Boyd uh with the new quarterback. But that's a question mark, so it's a risk. If you were worried about that, you could take Cooper Cup, put him in for Tyler Boyd, and then you could go ahead and put in uh, James White in your flex spot, 
because with Rex Burkhead out, there is nobody else that's getting those running back catches for New England. And the kid could have eight, nine grabs and maybe a touchdown in that game. Um, so if you felt better about that than you did about Tyler Boyd, that would be one move you could make. That is it. That's the only thing I can see. You wouldn't think about Shepard at all if you're no, just looking for a baseline? No. He's been consistent 10 to 15 points every single week. Uh, he has been, yes, I agree. Um, but he's also – he's supposed to suit up fine, but he's had been limited in practice with hip and toe injuries, so I don't like that. So, yeah, I would, I would go white and move Cup into the receiver and take Boyd out and put white in the flex if you were if you were worried about Boyd but I see the argument to just leave it as is uh that you think Boyd will be okay with the new quarterback all righty so makes me feel depressed inside that a three and eight team is projected 20 more points than I am so Rob who are you taking in this one since it's so close <laughs> I mean it's it's tough um I really like uh, the Hedgehogs receivers. It really is going to come down to quarterback play. And you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to go against what I said before, and I'm going to lean it to Herbert here. I'm going to go Terry. Give me Terry. Tyler? I am going to very slightly lean Hedgehogs. Um And that, I think, is on the back of a Will Fuller long touchdown. Uh, I think Hedgehog starts the week off hot, and Terry uh, with Fuller and Watson, and Terry just can't uh, bridge the gap, though I think it will be very close. I really like Deshaun Watson this week, Thanksgiving against Detroit. I'm going to give it to Hedgehogs. Ooh, I'm on on a limb here. All right, solid. All right, next up, we've got 8-3 and Kegerator versus the 6-5 and Backdoor Hot Snakes. Um, it's not looking good for me these last few weeks. So, uh, Kegerator is currently favored eight points. Uh, he's going to roll out Kyler Murray at New England versus my new newly acquired Derek Carr at Atlanta. Hmm. I mean, you got to favor Kyler though. He does have the AC joint injury. They're downplaying it, but it's never good to have an AC injury on your throwing shoulder um and we already talked about Carr having a great matchup against atlanta um i mean new england hasn't been great against the pass either uh, just based on you know this whole season i'm going to give the edge to kyler but i wouldn't be surprised if Derek Carr makes this close i wouldn't be surprised if Derek Carr overtakes kyler this week give me Carr. all right there you go yeah, it would be nice to have a quarterback score over 30 points uh, in my lineup. I don't think that's happened yet this year. Um, running backs for the keg Raider is going to be Zeke at, against Washington on Thanksgiving afternoon game. And David Montgomery at Green Bay versus questionable, but should play cleared the percussion protocol, I hope, today, uh, DeAndre Swift and Kenyon Drake at New England. Okay, I... My lock of the week this week is DeAndre Swift, assuming he plays over 100 yards. Um, I love DeAndre Swift this week. Love, love, love. Um, And I also really like 
David Montgomery against that really bad rushing Green Bay defense. Honestly, those I think those two are the top two running backs in this matchup over Zeke and Kenyon Drake. Um, but I Swift, I just like Swift that much more. So I'm going to give it to Swift and Drake. Oh, God, Tyler, I hate, hate when I agree with you 100%. But that, you're exactly right. Swift has just a mm, pretty matchup against Houston. And Montgomery has a good one with Green Bay. Zeke did not do well last time against Washington. Has Dallas turned a corner? Maybe. Maybe they'll do better. Um, and we don't know what Drake will do, do against New England. Give me Swift and Drake right now. Here's the one thing I will say in favor of Zeke. Yeah. Washington is the best pass defense against, or the best pass defense this year. This could turn into the Zeke show where they just say, Hey, we're not with Andy Dalton. We're not going to be able to pass. Um, and so it could be the Zeke and Pollard show. It could. I do envision a, another good week again for Pollard against Washington this week while we're mentioning him. Um, next up, receivers for Kegerator is DeAndre Hopkins at New England. Also questionable, but I believe he's fine. Yeah. Um, I think he's always comes in as questionable if he never misses a game. Uh, mm-hmm. Keg also has Chris Godwin against Kansas City versus my A.J. Brown again, uh, at Indy, also always questionable, and Keenan Allen at Buffalo. Ooh. Well – I'm going to have to go Hopkins and, and Godwin here just because now it could change, but the last time AJ Brown played the Colts, he had one catch, which wasn't terrific. Um, Keenan Allen is going to be solid because he's just been a monster. He's the number two receiver this year uh, based on volume alone. And Buffalo has not played great defense, but I'm going to go Hopkins and Godwin. Oh boy. Um, I agree with you on AJ Brown. I said it two weeks ago. I think, uh, Indy stops what Brown does well. Um, that and, uh, DeForest Buckner is going to be, uh, is he going to be out for sure? Or was yes, he he's out for sure? And it really helps, uh, the running game. Right. Uh, so that really helps Henry. So even less opportunity for AJ Brown there. Right. Uh, Hopkins is going to get the Stefan Gilmore treatment um, that I, you know, Hopkins is going to be what bill decides to take away. Um, and, you know, as much as we said, when Antonio Brown came into the, uh, or came into the Buccaneers offense that they wouldn't really cannibalize each other. They kind of have, um, Targets have been down kind of across the board for everybody except Brown. Yeah. And so that just limits Godwin's upside. Honestly, I think Keenan Allen uh, could outscore all three of these guys combined this week. Um, possible. And with, you know, 20 targets, that sort of thing. If he has a week like he does, did he have what, 40 last week? Yeah, 41. I, I could see the rest of these guys being around 10 points. Uh, and Brown being lower. Um, so give me give me Keenan Allen versus the world here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Keenan Allen, eight or 19 targets last week. I mean, when you have a young quarterback, yeah, they once he figures out who his good receivers are, 
he's they're just going to pepper him because they're like, okay, yeah, you're good. You're going to get open. It's safe for me to pepper you with targets, especially a guy like Keenan Allen that plays underneath so much. Hey, Tyler, you want to feel inadequate real quick? Oh, boy. Keenan Allen's only two years older than us. Oh, who was it that I was looking at the other day where I was like, oh, my God, they're like they were born in. uh... Oh, I was looking at NBA draft stuff. And one of the guys I think was born in 2000. <laughs> wow, I I wonder if the dogs will be picked up on this. Yeah, uh, very quietly. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that Zeke is our is exactly our age. Um, so moving on, you know, into the flex position here, I didn't forget about it. I almost did. Ah, oh, dang it! Ah, I always heard the tight end, not the flex. You <laughs> silly manny, myself. Ah, I was cocking off, and then I cocked what myself. an idiot! <laughs> All right, so let me let me uh, let me uncock my uh, my cock. Yeah, please so, do. Hunter Henry at Buffalo for the Kagerator versus my questionable Hayden Hurst, who got zero catches on two targets last week. Uh, super exciting performance uh, against the Vegas Ra- uh, Raiders. There we go. Yeah, it's it's Henry here. Uh, the injury, I don't. I'm not a fan of the injury to Hurst right now. It's his ankle that he missed time before with. So give me Henry. Yeah, so Henry. it's very funny that we have two tight ends fa- facing each other whose initials are HH. Yeah, uh, Henry's going to get you Henry for the floor, uh, Hurst for the ceiling, but that's not a super high ceiling. No, the, I mean, the thing is that Hurst isn't the target in the red zone. Matt Ryan has so many other options that it, it he's just not going to get the touchdowns, which right. really – caps him so yeah. the problem you're is not that worried Hurst about is, Henry for a goose you're worried about Hurst for a goose Hurst right. is trying to reach his ceiling but he doesn't own a ladder so he's trying to find somebody to borrow a ladder from <laughs> he and then he twisted his ankle story. while he was trying to jump and reach it yeah yeah so flex there we go nailed it this time uh Calvin Ridley questionable against the Raiders for keg Raider versus I currently have DJ Chark in there questionable against the Cleveland Browns DJ and Chark Gabbert, with... I believe is going to be starting for the Jaguars Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon? Mike Glennon. That's Mike that's Glennon. that's the no-name fucking quarterback that I w- couldn't remember. Forgive me yeah. for mixing him up in the pool with Brian Hoyer and his bunch. Somebody give me yeah. a breaking news sound. Do it. Eagles coach Doug Peterson tells reporters that he thinks Zach Ertz will come off of IR and play Monday night versus the Seahawks. Well, that takes Goddard down a, a little peg or two. Yep. So, yeah. Um, taking bets now. Taking all bets. The odds that Zach Ertz gets injured in his first game back after off IR. <laughs> well, what are my odds possible. there? I don't know. I'm not a real gambler, so. Um, uh, give me Ridley. By the way, on the flex question here. Yeah, I don't. I. I imagine we'll talk to it in benches. I have to imagine you have a better option on your bench, although you are a trash fire team. So maybe not. <laughs> wow. Um, Tyler, I'll... I've got options. Better believe me. I got options. None of them are good. Wait. Yeah. He's got a lot of the same options. Um, so defense kicker for keg Raider is giants at Cincy and Jason Sanders versus my dolphins at the jets and Justin Tucker against the team he's playing against dolphins and Tucker. Super yeah. easy. You, you know, I, I'm going to do that, but I don't mind the Giants against Cincinnati with a new quarterback. Um, yeah, I think it'll be closer than than you think, but I do give it to uh, Dolphins and Tucker. 
All right, so Rob, tell me about what K Grader can do using his bench. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. I guess it's because he's playing against the the Jets. Why he's playing Jason Sanders and not Will Lutz? Um, especially at Denver, um, we yeah. all know about the altitude in Denver and the fact that you can boot 80 yard field goals up there. Um, so I'm not sure what he's got against Will Lutz. Um, let's pretend. Uh, no, I wouldn't do that. Never mind. I I, I want you to say it purely because I think I was looking at the exact same thing. Were you thinking about smooches? No, I actually wasn't. Okay, good. Then never mind. I was I was uh, toying with the incredibly gross, very bad, terrible idea of the fact that Carson Wentz has Seattle. Oh, that. Okay. Yes, that is very bad, and I wouldn't do that. I probably would. Murray up but now, if it was if it was Derek Carr versus meaning if uh, pretend he was Blake and Blake had Carson Wentz, yes. Between Derek Carr, Carson Wentz, you can make a case there. I, I couldn't do it to Kyler, though. If if all of a sudden Glazier comes on the TV Sunday morning and says, yeah. hey, Kyler's had a couple of injections in this shoulder. You know, it was bothering him this week. He's going to give it a go. He's going to give it a go. You know, yep. That that's where I would say, you know what? Don't feel bad about flipping over to Carson Wentz. Then I would pivot because who he's playing. Right. Yep. All right. All right, Tyler, you seem to have some things to say about my bench, so let him rip. Oh, no, I had nothing to say about your bench in particular. I just thought that you had to possibly have a better option, um, and I'm not sure that you do. Okay. I. Okay, so we just talked about Carson Wentz. If you want to hope on Travis Fulgham, uh, yes, he is getting the volume, say. but he's only had one catch the last couple of weeks, but Seattle is – absolute hot garbage against receivers they've given up 40 more passing yards per game than anybody else in the league and the eagles are going to be down in that game yep so he had the targets last week and it was the rain against cleveland who's actually a pretty decent defense so yeah i would yeah i would i would toy with that you know i i might actually i might actually do that um you're not gonna play crowder um you know, it, Higgins, maybe, you know, it depends on what you think about what's going to happen there. And I don't remember, are the Giants? No, the Giants aren't great against the pass either. Um, They're not awful. They have that one good corner. You know, Geo wouldn't be an awful play either. Um, Geo came out late on the injury report with a concerning injury. I don't remember what it is on the oh, top concussion. of my head. Uh, concussion. He was out yes. on the concussion report uh, late today. Well, the good part is with that is that if he play, if he's in the game on Sunday, you don't. Uh, it's not like an injury where you're. He could hobble off after two plays because he his hamstring tightens up. Right, or something right, right. Like that. If, if he's going, it's full go. So if he's cleared on Sunday. I wouldn't hate that either. I mean, he's the pass catching back. They're going to be, I mean, presumably they're going to be down. Um, so, so are you throwing him flex or instead of Kenyon Drake? Is no, 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 flex. Receiver? I, okay. I'm talking starting somebody instead of DJ Chark. Okay. 
Alrighty, so Tyler, tell me who's taking this matchup. Um, boy, I mean, hmm. we picked you for quarterback, or I picked you for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, uh, and defense kicker. But you have three landmines I can see in your starting lineup right now. And so it's it's one of those where you're walking across a minefield and you're praying if I choose you. Uh, and I don't like to do that, so I'm going to go kegerator. And see, I didn't pick the way you picked. I picked Kyler. I picked his receivers, his tight end, his flex. And I was really close on defense, so I'm going to also take Hagerator. I'm getting back on my own train, baby. Give me myself like I always like it. Do it. Next up is the Monty Fantasy Team versus the Monkeys. Monty's coming in at five and six. Monkeys are seven and four. Um, but currently, the Monkeys are favored by nine. And the fantasy team is going to have Matt Stafford uh, Thursday morning against Houston versus Patty Mahomes at Tampa Bay Sunday afternoon for the Monkeys. Patty Mahomes. Um, yes, but this, I mean, Stafford looked really bad last week, didn't he? Yep. But he's off the injury report completely. Stafford could make this interesting, but it's Mahomes. The Lions love playing and doing a lot of offense on Thanksgiving. So whether or not that's Bo Scarborough or if it's Matt Stafford, they love it. <laughs> Bo Scarborough. Jeez. Um, speaking of that, that guy who's a no-name for fantasy, I believe he's IR'd, isn't he? Um, running backs for fan or the fantasy team is James Robinson against Cleveland and uh, Dalvin Cook against Carolina uh, versus the Monkeys, Alvin Kamara at Denver and Gus Edwards at Pittsburgh. So this is super easy. And the reason is Alvin Kamara, actually. Um, Dalvin Cook is going to eat versus Carolina. Uh, James Robinson should be just fine versus Cleveland. Um, he's, you know, he's getting the work. Cleveland is a good run defense, but um, Gus Edwards should actually be just fine. Dobbins is out. I don't, again, I don't remember if Ingram is one of the ones that's projected to be out for Sunday or not. So they were going to be for Thursday, but now that it's moved to Sunday, both of them actually have a chance to come back. True. So in that case, it makes it even easier uh, that it's Cook and Robinson. The problem with Kamara is that um, rushing quarterbacks just uh, do not throw to running backs. Um, and that's where Kamara's strong suit is. Yep. You, yes, you generally see an increase in um, efficiency as far as running the ball from those running backs. But Kamara had zero receptions for the first time in his career last last week right. um I, this camara has a taysom problem and it's going to bleed over into this fantasy matchup nope i agree 100 with everything you said there it's easy for me cook and robinson receivers for the fantasy team is tyler lockett at philly and dj moore at minnesota with teddy bridge back 
monkeys are going to have Robert Woods against San Francisco and Brandon Cooks at Detroit with the Houston wide receiver core banged up. Oh my God. Um, you know, I love DJ Moore in Minnesota. Um, I really do. Minnesota can't guard anything. Seattle. I mean, you, you think that Slade will probably be on Metcalf, but Metcalf is going to beat him easy. Um, so is this one of those, you know, Seattle likes to do this thing where it's lock it one week, Metcalf another, lock it one week, Metcalf another. Is this where they both eat? Because Philly's that terrible? I don't know. Woods has been pretty good. He had a really great game this last game, and San Francisco's a shell. And Brandon Cooks against Detroit, I mean, with um, as soon as uh, Randall Cobb went out, Brandon Cooks started getting a lot more looks over the middle in, in the Houston game last week. Um God, this is really even in my eyes. I'm going to give the edge to Lockett more, but would not be surprised if Woods and Cooks take this. Yeah, what what this matchup is, is it's the, um, I want to say volatile receivers, but it's really not. It's the receivers that all have the chance to completely blow up and ruin a week for your opponent. Yep. Um, And yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if you told me uh, after this week or before this week that, these four would combine for 120 points, right? 30 points each. It yep. also wouldn't surprise me if these guys combined for 40 total. 10 apiece, yep. Um, and so there's there's no way to project this, I don't think. No, it's it's whoever I here here's the one thing I'm gonna say that might give the little edge to Woods and Cooks is that last week, uh PJ, right? Yep. Got the start and pepper DJ Moore with targets because he's technically the number one. Um, supposedly, um, the starter will come back this week, and that may not be the case. So, but I'll stand by my first comments, but it's super close, it's crazy close. So Monty's tight end is Dalton Schultz against Washington Thanksgiving afternoon. And the monkeys are going to have Noah Fant at New Orleans Sunday afternoon. Fant has far more upside. It's Fant. Dalton Schultz is very touchdown dependent in this game or in any game, really. Really? I And I, I mean, agree. Noah Fant, easy. New Orleans doesn't cover the tight end. So yeah, Schultz is better with Dalton, obviously. Um, that whole offense is better with Dalton, but yeah, it, he just doesn't get the yardage to be fantasy relevant unless he's scoring. Here's the problem Schultz has is when Dallas made the move after the bye week to take their best offensive lineman and put him at right tackle, they've been actually able to throw the ball uh, to receivers, which they showed this last week. Dalton Schultz was getting a lot of love because there was no time. You had to just throw to the outlet receiver, which was usually the tight end in Dallas's offense. With that move, I think he gets less action and the receivers get more play. The only one I would argue there is, obviously they saw Martin is more than capable and is, I mean, obviously Martin was the number one interior lineman in all of football, right. but he's an elite tackle uh right tackle right now as well yeah. um 
the only argument I would have there is they don't have to keep Schultz in as much to help pass protect. Um, so you may see now that they trust uh, Martin a little bit more that Schultz gets to run a few more routes. That's possible, but those games where he, where he did really well, they couldn't get the ball to wide receivers, you know, where they actually could last week. So. All right. right. Moving into the flex, Jacoby Myers against Arizona is going to be there for Monty versus Kareem Hunt at Jacksonville for the monkeys. I don't know if I'm a fantasy expert, but I think this one's relatively easy. Sure yeah. is. Yeah. It's Kareem Hunt against Jacksonville all day long. Yep. Yep. I don't think we have much more to talk about there. So the Monty fantasy team is going to have the saints at Denver and no kicker. So he picked uh, up uh, uh Badgley. Bag of the bag of the Lee. So oh, yeah. He'll, He's envisioning yeah, my future there. of no kickers in the lineups whatsoever. The Monkeys are going to have the Rams defense against San Francisco and Harrison Butker. What's well, a Butker at Tampa Bay? Um, wow. I mean, both defenses are going to dominate here. The Saints have been really good, and Denver has been really bad. Um, the Rams have been stellar, and San Francisco's been terrible. <sighs> I guess I'll give the edge to the Rams and Butker because I I like Butker and that team to score a hell of a lot. So we'll go there. I think you're wrong and you're stupid. It's the Saints and uh, the kicker whose name we can't pronounce. Well, I think you're dumb for arguing about a defensive kicker where nobody cares. Everybody's well, then stupid take him out of the league, smart, Rob. Tyler, I'm cutting you <laughs> off and you're done. So now, Tyler, why don't you switch gears and tell me about the Monty's bench? Yeah, I get why he's not playing Mike Evans. Um, Kansas City is really, really good against the wide receiver, yeah. so I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch that. Um, Beasley, I don't. Yeah, thirteen targets again a uh, week before when John Brown, I believe, was out again. It, do we know if he's playing uh, week twelve? John Brown. Yeah. Yeah, he's in. He's on the injury report. I know that. Okay. Probably if, not. If he doesn't play, uh, Beasley's an easy start for me over Jacoby Myers. Um, yeah, I mean, otherwise I would – again, I, I just said it. I get why you're not playing Mike Evans because Kansas City is really good against receivers. But Antonio Brown is getting the love from Tom Brady, so I would toy with it uh, even, even at that. All right, Rob, what about – what are you seeing on the monkeys? I mean – I do not feel good about Gus Edwards at Pittsburgh with the delay. I think those guys get back and I think that's, that's muddled at best. Um, But he doesn't really have anybody that you can put there. Well, I guess he could, what he could do, he could put Hunt in instead of Gus. And then he could put a guy like, like Landry or Slayton in at that flex spot. Uh, Both have, decent matchups um and that might fare better than a gus edwards and i would like to point out um obviously it's not a factor in this league because uh monkeys already have Taysom hill out of their flex spot uh espn did confirm that if you play Taysom hill in your tight end spot this week you will get zero points because he is not tight end eligible so if you have him in other leagues get him out of your tight end spot yep um i'm gonna give my I don't do this often, but my heart gut play of the week 
I foresee a several bombs down the sideline to Michael Gallup this week. Michael Gallup is a long shot, long shot play to throw in your flex, and you could have a very productive week. Nice. So let's see. I'm going to take this one first. This week, I'm going to go with the Monkeys to win. Tyler, you're next. I am going to go with the Monty fantasy team to win. I think the running backs are just too, too much to overcome. Robert. I'm going with the monkeys. All righty. Second to last matchup here is going to be three and eight easy turbo versus the five and six touchdown. My pants. Currently the pants are favored by a whopping 3.5 points. Uh, 3.6. I was close. Um, so this is, this is another close one, Tyler. So we got Matt Ryan against the Raiders versus Russell Wilson at Philly. What do you think? This is easy and I'm not going to give Rob time to get back. It's Russell by a country mile. Yeah. I'd, uh, Matt Ryan's not what he used to be fantasy wise. So like earlier this season. So yeah, Russell. Let him and duck. I would like to point out Matt Ryan is unplayable. If Julio does not play. If Julio ends up sitting this week, you have to take Matt Ryan out. Like, he's terrible. All righty. So, running back for Easy Turbo, we got Todd Gurley. <clears throat> Excuse me. A questionable. And Mike Davis. Um, Todd Gurley's playing the Raiders as well. Mike Davis at Minnesota. Versus Pants is Miles Sanders against Seattle and Chase Edmonds at New England. Do you even play Chase Edmonds anymore with Kenny and Drake healthy? Yeah, um, his role um, really hasn't changed much. He's he's been a you know ten twelve point per game person all year. Um, He had the one uh, the one big game through the air, but that was when Kenyon Drake was healthy. And when Kenyon Drake was out, he only got he got twenty five carries, but he still only scored eleven points. Edmonds is what he is, Um, and yeah, he. He's playable. Are you starting yeah, he'll, he'll RB2, you, though, confidently? I mean, you're confident you'll probably get anywhere between 10 and 14. Yeah, who are your other options? Yeah, true. Um, I mean, I like Mike Davis against Minnesota. Um, I I don't know if the injury to Gurley's knee is, is going to be a problem against Vegas. Um I do like Miles Sanders against Seattle. I don't know who I favor here. It really comes down to Gurley's health and the fact that Hill has actually been, you know, taking some of his action away. So based on that, I'm going to go Sanders and Edmonds. I go Sanders and Edmonds as well. And uh, Sanders is on his way back to regaining that um, high tier fantasy asset status yep Alrighty, receivers tell you mentioned uh julio jones he's questionable for the turbo against the raiders uh he's also got robbie anderson at minnesota so so far uh turbo's team is only only falcons and only panthers so that's encouraging <laughs> um pants is going to have amari cooper against washington first time he's seen a starting lineup in a couple weeks i'd say and a confirmed out adam Thielen. For uh, against Carolina, well, he, well he's, he's out for now. 
Yeah. He's he tested positive for COVID on Monday, but then was negative the next day. So right. I think does he need two days of negatives needs, in a row? He needs two days. So but by Friday, if he if he continues to test negative, he will be cleared and be okay against Carolina. And I mean, I do like Anderson against Minnesota. Um, and I think Anderson gets more with um with their starter coming back, Julio. I mean, what's his status? I know he kind of came out of that game and didn't play for it, you know, did not do it very well. It was a hamstring injury. Um, I guess the pivot or the, the linchpin here of this matchup is Julio's health. Yeah. Flip a coin with Julio. If it's heads, he plays and he's fine and he's Julio. If it's tails and he's out for the entire game. Right. He and plays then- two plays and burns you. Right, and so based on that risk alone, I've and the fact that I think Thielen is actually gonna will play and he'll be fine because of that positive then negative test. You got to go Cooper and Thielen here. So I agree. As it stands, it's Cooper and Thielen. Um, I know we'll talk about it later, but Turbo does have Justin Jefferson on his bench, and so if you're looking at the what optimal lineup, shall we say? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, assuming you know Julio's status before the game, I am likely giving these receivers to Turbo. Okay. A tight end, Tyler Higby against San Francisco for Turbo versus Rob Gronkowski against Kansas City for the Pants. Gross. Gross. (laughs) It's Gronk, and I hate it, and this is more than likely these two players are going to combine for less than 10 points. Um, 100% agree. It's, uh, I believe it's the first to five wins, the, wins this matchup, and it's probably Gronk. Yep. Flex, Deontay Johnson against Baltimore for Turbo versus Devontae Parker at the Jets. The Jets for the Pants. The Jets. Um, you know, Parker's hard to read because, or excuse me, Devontae's hard to read because the last time Deontay Johnson played, against Baltimore didn't he get hurt like right away and had like one catch or something so I I don't know how to take him there uh Parker has he played against the Jets before this year do you guys know Mm, yes he was three for 35 with eight catches or eight targets and I believe uh that was the last Fitzpatrick game of the year okay um so his last several games, he's been good, bad, good, bad, good. Um, with Tua, I mean, if you want to go on that route, he's due to have an under 10 game. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go Deontay Johnson on the gut field. I have no reason to believe that. When Deontay Johnson has played, he's been awesome. And when he's played and finished the game, I don't think he's fin- finished a game this year with less than 10 targets. Now he's left games with less than 10 targets and not finished, right, but and he hasn't finished a game with less than 10 targets. So give me Deontay easy. All righty. Defense kicker for turbo is the chiefs at Tampa Bay and Joey Sly versus the Colts against Tennessee and Ryan suck up, suck it up. Oh boy. Um, push. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go push. fly by a little no bit. Pushing. Push. 
No pushing. I went Chief Sly. I would like to push. I will push. <laughs> I would me, like to push. Or I guess push on to Nick your bench recommendations, Tyler. Well, I already talked about Justin Jefferson. Um, and we talked about, you know, Matt Ryan being uh, terrible without Julio this year. Honestly, I might just flip Teddy Bridgewater in anyway. Um, you do, you just have that risk of Julio leaving and that offense falling apart. So I don't hate that. Um, outside of that, boy, um, Turbo sure has a lot of defenses. I'll say that much. And none of them have particularly good matchups. So good, good roster management there. Uh, I mean, CD has been better, uh, significantly better with Dalton this year than anybody else. So you could also toy with CD though. I would be the only person you would be, you know, questioning is Julio. And I already said I would put in um, Justin Jefferson. So. All right, Rob, what about the Panthers bench? All right, he has lots of options here. Um, I for sure 100% would be uh, putting the Seahawks in against Philadelphia rather than the Colts against Tennessee, um, especially after them losing one of their uh, defensive linemen, that being the Colts. Um, I think that favors Tennessee in this game. But the Seahawks against – we have seen what Carson – we talked about Carson Wentz being a – sack and pick machine i think seattle can return one against this team and i would be playing them for sure um at, at running back we, we talked about chase edmonds having a certain level if austin eckler who has been practicing this week gets cleared and activated and is going to play you've obviously got to play him instead of chase edmonds um and i would i would seriously look at marvin jones um We've already talked about how Detroit comes out on Thanksgiving and puts up a show. You're playing against Houston, who puts up nothing against anyone. Um, I might seriously – I know the Jets are terrible, but I would seriously think I think about playing him instead of Devontae Parker. So he's got a lot of options on his bench. All right, so Rob, who are you taking here? Based on – the potential of his entire lineup and the things he can do by Sunday. I'm taking touchdown my pants. Tyler? Pants. Yep. I hate the Atlanta Atlanta hole that Turbo's put himself in. I'll take pants as well. Yep. And a uh, bit of news in between matchups. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys strength and conditioning coordinator, Marcus Paul, has passed away after his medical emergency on uh, Tuesday. Um, obviously, uh, strength and conditioning coordinators don't get talked about that often. Um, but when it started to come out that he was the one that had the medical emergency, uh, came out that he was very highly respected across the league. Um, he was the guy that um, was really pushing the Cowboys to uh, stay away from each other and stay uh, COVID free, make sure the team stayed together through all that. Um, and strength conditioning coordinators are often the glue guys um, between the coaching staff and the locker room. So obviously terrible news there. Yeah, and he was only 54. That's terrible. So, 
All right. So I guess let's uh, move into our last matchup here. Five and six fantasy reapers versus the six and five see how whitefish um currently the whitefish is favored by nine right yeah we have our we have our annual week 12 matchup to decide which one of us is going to the playoffs and it's for the commissioner's cup yeah as a note uh this the schedules will be changed next year they will be randomized we won't be playing the same people week week to week that we have for the last six years or whatever four years or whatever the hell long this has been going (laughs) Um, so the Reapers are going to have Josh Allen against the Chargers versus Tom Brady against the, the Chiefs. My my brain wanted to say the Chiefs, but I knew that wasn't right. I mean, they're both quarterbacks are at home. They're both in the Northeast. So I guess weather's going to have a factor here. I don't know what the weather's supposed to be like in, in uh, Buffalo. I assume it'll be okay in Tampa. I was going to say North. I mean, the East, not Northeast. Thank you. Um, I just like Josh Allen. I was thinking New England, I guess, in the brain. Uh, I like Josh Allen against the the uh, Chargers better than Brady against Kansas City. So I'm going to give the edge to Allen, especially with his running ability. So he gets the edge here. Yeah, and Brady has actually looked bad two of the last three weeks. Um, obviously, he had a good game in there against Carolina, but Carolina yeah. doesn't have much of a defense. Under 60% completion against both New Orleans and the Rams. Yeah. And Kansas City is no slouch of a defense. No, they're not terrible, no. All right, running backs. Reapers are going to have Nick Chubb at Jacksonville and Aaron Jones against Chicago versus the Whitefish, Antonio Gibson at Dallas on Thanksgiving and Derrick Henry at Indianapolis. This is super easy. This is Gibson and Henry every single day of the week, mainly because Chicago is really good against the run. Really, really, really good. Um, So – Aaron Jones uh, is definitely capped from a uh, upside perspective this week. Um, and you just don't have that on Rob's team. No, I agree hundred uh, percent. Aaron Jones, you could see him almost splitting 50, 50 with Jamal Williams, just because of, I, I think they'll have him in on, they'll be in passing downs a lot uh, rather than just straight up running. So yeah, I, I would give it to Gibson and Henry. Alrighty. I could see a lot of uh, passes going Aaron Jones's way this week against Chicago. Receivers for the Reapers is going to be Terry McLaurin at Dallas and Stephon Diggs against the Chargers versus Devontae Adams against Chicago. Questionable. So is Terry McLaurin, by the way. And then DK Metcalf is playing at Philly. Okay, so as far as Adams goes, his is a maintenance thing. I don't know uh, about McLaurin's injury, Tyler. Ankle, questionable, but he was a full participant. All right. So let's pretend that those are both fine. Um, McLaurin did well against Dallas last time. They generally give up a big play, like like him there. Um, Stephon Diggs against the Chargers. Again, I already said I'm not scared of the Chargers defense. I like Adams regardless of the matchup. I mean, we've seen what he's done this year. And DK, we already talked about the fact that, uh, you know, it's one week him, one week Lockett. You know, I guess if it's a DK week, then it's Adams Metcalf. I think the more consistency is Diggs McLaurin. So I'm going to give them the slight edge, assuming everybody's healthy. But I would not be surprised if Adams and, and Metcalf win this. Yeah, I think you're uh, sandbagging your own team there a little bit, giving them <laughs> a little bit of juice. Uh, I think this is Adams and Metcalf 
I, I just have more risk on my side um, than I think you do. All right, before moving into the tight end, um, Dolphins Tua jammed his left thumb in, on a helmet in practice today. They currently don't oh. think it's any, any serious injury, but he's listed as questionable on the report. So keep and an he eye is on a that. lefty. He is a lefty, so that's his throwing hand. Yep. Who, who um, did this? Tua. Tua? And oh. that was a week after he was benched in the fourth quarter with only 86 uh, yards. Yeah. This could be a Fitzpatrick week, folks. Yep, and that would change my outlook on, on Parker in the prior matchup. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and you know how much I love my Fitzmagic, so. Yeah, you do. Tight ends in this matchup, Fantasy Reapers are going to have TJ Hawkinson against Houston versus Darren Waller at Atlanta. I mean, in the entirety of the matchups we talked so far, I cannot think of a better tight end matchup where both of these, th- this could be 1A and 1B. In tight how about, how about uh, 2A and 2B behind Kelsey? Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, fine. I mean, Hawkinson against Houston, yes, please. Especially with Galladay out, he could he could get eight grabs for whatever and a touch. Darren Waller against Atlanta, yeah, please. Again, he could get the same uh, stat line. So I like both of them. I Just because Waller has been more consistently great i will give him a slight edge but would not be surprised if hawkinson wins this one no if if waller scores he likely wins just because he's more of a focal point of that offense but it's a less likelihood that he scores um i'm i am straight up pushing this one because either person could could take it all righty flexes flexing boy let me restart that one (laughs) flex positions uh, we've got Jalen Rager against Seattle for the Reapers and Michael Thomas questionable at Denver for Whitefish. I know who I like here. I mean, Taysom leaned on Michael Thomas last week. Um, this is Michael Thomas, and I think it's fairly easy. Um, part of the reason I'm playing Jalen Rager over a guy like Allen Robinson is because I do think I'm uh, digging out of a hole already in this matchup, and Rager's got more upside um obviously we could see thursday when the mclaurin gibson matchup if mclaurin goes off for 30 and gibson only gets 10 you could see robinson in there for for my end yeah i i get that um yeah i i agree i mean just straight up as it is i would go thomas yep all right so defense kicker we've got washington at dallas uh and glasses lego man for the reapers uh, versus Browns at Jackson, Young Ho Ku for Whitefish. I mean, Browns, yeah. easy. Yeah, based on the fact that Dallas might be getting their shit back together and the Browns are going up against a Jacksonville team that's going to be starting uh, the stick at, at quarterback. Um, and Ku has been money. I'm going to go Browns Ku. Yeah, Dallas isn't an entire dumpster fire anymore. No, they're just a dumpster, not much, not on fire. All right, just, Tyler, tell me quick, anything on your bench that you haven't mentioned already? I told you about Robinson. Um, I don't know. I'm toying with CEH over Aaron Jones, but that just feels really, really gross. But I am encouraged with CEH's uh, usage last week. Uh, Rob, what are you thinking? I mean, Mike. My quandary was 
Brady versus Lamar. And it was Brady because A, he's playing Kansas City, and B, I didn't, when I set this lineup, I didn't know that the game was going to be moved for Lamar. So I still don't like him at Pittsburgh. I still don't like, I mean, he got 26 points the last time they played. I still think Brady has more upside playing at home against Kansas City because they'll have to keep up. Um, other than that, there's nothing that I would change. Alrighty, Tyler, trade me uh, CEH. Most of my team is for sale. Otherwise, I'm taking Whitefish in this matchup. Tyler, who are you taking? Um, I want to take whoever Rob does not take. <laughs> Tyler, I asked you first, so please answer. I'm currently taking Fish because I think Rob is going to take me purely to continue his streak of picking against himself and then winning the week. And you wouldn't be far from the truth. I'm taking the Reapers here. All righty. Um, did I say what I was going to take? Yep. Yeah, you said you were going to take the fish. Rob's already forgotten. I got other shit on my mind. So unless we got other things that you guys want to speak unto this podcast, I'm going to have Tyler play Huey Lewis to play us out.